That Sober Guy podcast contains adult content, merciless truth, and emotional nudity. Listener discretion is advised. I'm Shane Rammer. You're listening to That Sober Guy podcast, and we help people stay sober. Good to be here with you today. Glad you're here. I have the one and only Buddy C here today. Super pumped to have him on. We'll get to Buddy in just a minute. A couple of announcements for you. I just created a That Sober Guy podcast community on Locals. Uh, It's kind of like Facebook or Instagram meets Patreon. I talked a little bit about it uh, in a little more depth than we'll hear today on last episode. The last episode, I think, is 349. Uh, But I'd love to have you join. There's plenty of free content. There's also premium content. You can download the Locals app. Or you can go to that soberguypodcast.locals.com. Uh, both those links are in the show notes for you. If you want to try out the premium content, you can do that uh, for free. I think until March 15th is what I set it at. Uh, you just use the promo code I Quit Drinking. Yes, it's a good promo code, right? Uh, you can check it out. So uh, it's a good time. I've been posting stuff in there. I, you know, back on a little bit of social media in a private community kind of aspect and we're building that up. So appreciate you guys. And thank you for everybody during this whole week as we've kind of launched this. I've been getting a ton of emails um, and messages and people uh, asking about it and um, and joining. So thank you to everybody for supporting and, and being a part. It's going to be fun to build, uh, build this community back up. Uh, you can check us out at thatsoberguy.com. Leave us a voicemail on there. There's a contact form. Uh, I got a, a voicemail actually this morning. It was great timing because I was able to put it in this uh, show uh, today. Um, and um, uh, we'll get to that in just a couple seconds here, just a couple minutes. Uh, from Derek the Plumber. Yes, I was like, hell yeah, Derek the Plumber from Seattle. So uh, we'll, we'll listen to that. Uh, and then also I did throw another promo code in for any, uh, I've had a couple of messages about hats and hoodies. Um, so you can get those on the site as well. That sober Everything is on there pretty much. It's the hub for everything. Uh, but I put a promo code, no hangover for free shipping. That'll run through the end of February. So if you want to get a hat, a hoodie, a shirt, t-shirt, whatever, uh, feel free to go on there, check those out and uh, use the promo code, no hangover at checkout for free shipping through the month of February. Um, I think that is it on announcements. I'm glad to be here today. Good to have all of you listening in today. If you're new, welcome. Uh, we got some great stuff planned for you. Plenty of resources to help you stay sober. And we also have one of my best buddies, my sponsor, uh, just a solid dude all the way around. I almost want to call him a sensei. He's like my sensei master splinter style buddy C what's up, buddy C how you doing, man? <laughs> Talk to me doing well. Thank you, Shane. Yeah, good, uh, good to man, see just you. boost my ego with that because that's, uh, <laughs> I have to confess, I love being known as a spiritual person that yes. just, that, that just works against me so hard. <laughs> yeah. I want to be Yoda is what I want to be, I like uh, it. but, uh, and I need to just say that because it takes the power out of it when I tell someone and don't keep those secrets you know yeah no that's good the disillusion of being so important masterful and sensei like sensei like yes i like it though sensei with an i is what my sensei says that's how you can remember it i it's (laughs) sense with just add an i to sense and you have me there it is but uh yeah that's uh oh it's good that i I, that i keep my my ego at bay oh yeah that's a big part of what we're going to talk about today i think 
is letting other people have their opinions and mm. how you uh how you're learning to do that which yeah. is huge it's it is huge and it's not easy either that i guess the acceptance i you know i took a couple notes here acceptance uh control even when we started uh, or before we started recording, we we even um, uh, brought up the effortless effort, which is something that I've always kind of had a, a hard time understanding. Um, just, you know, it's like, okay, wait a minute, effortless effort, was that mean I'm just not supposed to do shit? I'm just supposed to sit around? And no, there's, you know, there's a, there's kind of a, uh, a formula for that. And uh, we'll, we'll get into all that stuff here in just a couple minutes. I just want to talk first about some of the resources that you that you've created and that you're a part of there's a ton of them and uh just for everyone listening out there we'll be sure to put all this stuff in the show notes uh so if you need a meeting if you want to check out the daily aa email uh buddy's got a couple podcasts i'm gonna have him talk about in just a second um but all that stuff will be in there uh if you need resources or whatever you need so um i have down the daily aa email which i thought maybe we could take a look at dow of our understanding cool alcohol recovery podcast uh what else sober meditations how's all that stuff yeah. going um you know working on the, on the dow podcast uh, we record that every thursday at 4 p.m eastern mm. and we run that through a uh, facebook group that we have where we post the link and so forth so anyone that would uh, if you listen to the podcast and you like it and you'd like to participate you're welcome to participate as long as you behave. We haven't had to remove anyone yet, but <laughs> I'm not shy, you know, yeah. if I need to, but everyone's welcome. And we, we learn a lot from everyone's experience because that's what makes this work Yeah, is how is it working for all of us? And we share how it's working for us. And I think that what the God, if you call it God or whatever name you put on what works it's in it working for us, the action that we take that, that makes it real. Yeah. Not in believing something particular to make yeah. it real. That is uh, the reverse, you know, of what we're, what I learned growing up, you know, I learned growing up that I believe something and then I get results from my belief, but mm. this is taking action. We act our way into right thinking instead of think our way into right acting. That's the AA phrase that mm. describes it. Yeah, which can be tough to do sometimes if you don't like you. You bring up a good point. A lot of us were taught things growing up, and when you're taught things, it's sometimes hard to undo or unthink or unknow those types of certain things. That one, one thing that has kept coming up in the meetings for for me the last couple of weeks is uh, the God. You mentioned God, and this difference between uh, religion and this difference between uh, having a spiritual relationship with the higher power that that we kind of learn more in the rooms and i you know i know that's not our plan today to kind of die because that that hole goes really deep um but i think it's just something good to touch on there is a difference you know and just uh we don't have to all think the same act the same do the same in order to have a spiritual relationship with something higher one of, one of the worst meetings i was ever in was one where the guy the guy leading the meeting started talking about his um perception of god and then everyone went around the room, God measuring, you oh, know, yeah. this is what I think God, this is what I, and it was awful. <laughs> and I realized it was years and years ago. And I realized before that, that it wasn't important what I believed. It was important that I learned to surrender. Mm, yeah, that's good. That that's, what's important is surrender, not belief. And the way that I learned to surrender 
was by doing for someone else. So that effort that we take when we don't know the next right thing to do is who can I help instead of God help me, my prayer changes to God, who can I help? Yeah. And then I stay there and it's really that simple. I don't have to figure God out now. I don't have to know that I know that I know, you know, that, that kind of phrase, you know, I don't have to do that now. Uh, I can just be at peace because if I'm doing the next right thing, um, whatever happens, I'll be involved in, you know, I'm I'm not concerned about it. In other words, uh, I'm not having to earn or strive or any of those things like I or live in fear. Yeah. That's have the, the, the fear of hell and all of those things like I used to have. I've, I'm at a place of peace now. And it, I think it comes from living what we were trying to uh, believe. Yeah. Really. Well, one of the, one of the things that that brings up when you say that too, is this, I don't know. Like it's so nice to be able to just say I don't know sometimes, and I, you know it's hard sometimes because we want to know, we want to have the answers, we want to seek, we want to we want to know the truth. Damn it, give me the truth! <laughs> like I struggle with that. I have for way before even I got sober, and uh, it's very alleviating to finally un- at least have some general understanding of going. You know, I just don't fucking know. Like I don't know, and uh, you know maybe I won't ever know. But there, there's something that kind of takes away the power of that, um, of that need to know or that need for uh, answers. I guess surrender. It's I guess a, a little bit yeah. of surrender in there. It is surrender. It's a vulnerability that we can introduce in our life when mm-hmm. we say, "I don't know," or even when we don't even verbalize it. When we're looking at a situation and we approach the situation with open mindedness. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's actually a Tao quote I like for that. It says, open yourself to the Tao, trust your natural responses, and everything will fall into place. Mm. So you open yourself up to the moment, open yourself up to your perception of God, open yourself up to love, whatever, how yeah. you look at that and say, okay, I do not have the answer here. I might think I have the answer. But how can I be open-minded enough to see what I don't see? Yeah, that's good and hard to you know, do. And that's where the solution is, is in us letting go. Uh, there's another one that I like with that. It says it talks about the master completes their work, and then they let the work go, like let go of expectations, mm. let go <laughs> of uh, how they think it should work out. Yeah. And in letting it go, it makes it stay. Yeah. So we get out of that. It's like rolling the dice, you know, you let the dice go. Yeah. Well, it's like, we've got to give it away to keep it. That's the same, yeah. same type of thing. Yeah. Right. I remember hearing that a lot yeah. in, in the room. Exactly. In it's the paradox <clears throat> that we get what we're giving. Well, I think to, to your point too, of like, we don't, we don't pray. We don't, uh, we don't pray for, you know, save me, help me. I need this. I need that. Like God's not a genie. You know, how about we flip it? Is this is what you're saying? And just correct me if I'm wrong, but we flip it, and then we go help somebody instead. I mean, you've preached that to me for a long time. Like, hey, to, the best thing you can do to get out of your own head when you're all jacked up is to go help someone. It's real simple. Now that's pretty biblical. At the same time, um, those principles stand not just biblically, but throughout many different uh, philosophies. That service, the act of service, the act of helping someone. 
um, and, and your needs get met in the process of that, right? Yeah, and it starts with just turning your thoughts to someone we can help, you know, mm. and, and I'm going to use big book references for a lot of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you've got Christian references, you've got Bible that backs all of this, you've got uh, AA references, you've got uh, Buddhist and Taoist references too. Um, but uh, page 84 in the big book, that's one of the first things I think we ever talked about years ago. Yeah, I mean, it just tells us exactly what to do when yep. when that resentment and fear and uh, selfishness and dishonesty. I just I just pulled this at the Tuesday night meeting. I think it was, uh, and continue to watch for selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear. When these crop up, we ask God to remove them. We discuss them with someone immediately and make amends quickly if we've harmed anyone. Then we resolutely turn our thoughts to someone. We can help. Love and tolerance of others is our code. So, I mean, there it is right there. I mean, we don't have to stop and go help someone. We just turn our thoughts to someone we can we help. Can so pray for I, them. I know think about them, right? You say that sometimes. I'm sorry? You know, like well, you've told me before, too, like uh, um, you can be, no matter where you are, maybe it's a meeting, for instance, and just pick a random person and pray for that person, you know? Yeah, if you have an ongoing situation, I would suggest having someone in mind that you pray for on a regular basis for that. Mm. Let's say that um, you have an issue with a child that you're having difficult. That let's say you have a, a child that's having addiction issues, which happens a good bit yeah. as we get older. Well, then what I would do is think of someone else I know that has the same issue with a child and pray for them. Uh, if I, if I were getting a divorce, let's say, or having marital problems, I would pray for, I would ask my higher power to send me someone to pray for that had similar issues. And then I would write their name down and maybe even on the daily, I would pray for them until it was no longer bothering me, whatever the situation was. Yeah, that's good. You know, I wouldn't keep it a secret. I wouldn't keep it in my head. Uh, we, we have tools to use and these tools get us on this path that I believe all these different approaches bring us to. They all bring us to this point of surrender, this point of getting out of the way and letting go is where the, uh, where the magic is. That's where it happens. Yeah. And it's great. We don't have to believe a particular thing. We can believe whatever we want to believe. That's right. But we do have to surrender. You know, the result was nil until we let go. Absolutely. There's not many absolutes that I have to do, but, Letting go absolutely is one of them. Yeah. So stop fighting, in other words. I remember you told well, me that. Well, this is the thing, Shane. <laughs> we don't have to stop mm. fighting. If we're letting go and surrendering, the fight just goes away on its own. Mm. Yeah. We don't have to work to stop the fighting. What we have to do is work to do the positive, you know? Yeah we spend our time doing the do's we won't have time to do the don'ts in other words right Good. yeah we start changing our nature changes and we'll realize wait i'm not fighting anymore why is it that bothering me when my <laughs> wife used to say that i used to get sideways I, I didn't even think about it this time yeah you know you, you just change it's natural it's like opening yourself up to the Tao or to god or to love or whatever way you want to phrase it uh, and trust what naturally you get in this flow of life 
and trust what is naturally happening and everything falls into place and it's natural. This is a natural thing to us. Yeah. And we can live in that. We can live in it. We're going with the flow, not against it. Not Not fighting it. Yeah. Not fighting it. Cause that's a tough, that's a tough battle. What what do you do? Like, let's say you're, you're, well, let's use water. I mean, you're, you're floating down the river. I remember floating down the river and enjoying myself, but it was always difficult when I tried to fight against the current Yeah. or wanted to stop and hold on to a limb and the water just would push me around. Same kind of thing. Yeah. And it, it's the same approach is how do I pick my feet up and just float? It hmm. is so easy. And I'm moving the whole time if I'm doing that Yeah. and I get out in the current. I might paddle a little, take a little effort to get out in the current, but I pretty much can just float along and enjoy it. <laughs> I love and it. I think that's the way, way life is, is supposed to be. It, it's the way yeah. it's becoming for me and has for years now. It really has. It works. So us human beings, in other words, make it way more difficult than it needs to be. <laughs> oh, yeah. some, I mean, yeah. it's well, self, our self-destruction. Ego, yeah, ego. Um, we look for ways that we're different rather than ways that we're alike. I think is, is my, has been my issue. Then if I'm looking for ways to be different, I'm going to look for ways that I am right and you're wrong or ways that I am wrong and you're right. Either one is, is going to mess me up. Yeah. I've got to, uh, just realize that, we're the same that what I give is what I'm getting back. It's all of life is a mirror and my perceptions are not real of what I see going on. Of course in miracles is huge on that really good, really good with teaching, teaching me that um, we're just one big body yeah. and that when I hurt you, I'm really hurting me and that I always get back what I give always so if i'm giving anger i'm going to get anger back if i'm giving fear i'm going to get fear back if i'm giving love guess what i'm going to get love back Hmm. so what we put out we can expect to get back in other words i mean it's pretty simple actually but it makes a lot of sense too when we're even like with the kids i could feel that sometimes like uh if I'm in a, a irritated mood, um, they're going to be naturally irritated too. For some, you know what I mean. Or if I'm in a pretty good mood, like I don't know, it sets the tone, I guess. Well, you know, even if I correct or say something to someone, correct, like let's say with children, I correct one of my children, and I do it in anger. I'm going to get anger back probably yeah. in some form. Yeah. But if I correct in love and I can bring my consciousness up to love that uh, I can move from, Hey, you're embarrassing me. Stop that. Yeah. To I love you and I want you to have a whole life. And that's why I'm taking this action Yeah, is love. If I can move it up to love, in my actions, I'm, I'm going to get acceptance and love back. Now I may not see it immediately and it may take some time. It's just like we talk about, you know, getting along with a spouse. 
Yeah. Well, the first question is not how can I convince her I am right? It's how can I get love into this interaction? How can I, how can I get love into this? Because God, if God's love, then it's not about changing what I believe. It's about an action that's going to put love into this, uh, yeah. uh, interaction, you know? Well, the word and the words are powerful, right? And I, how, how about, how about this one? When, uh, you know, we've had chats before and, and I'll be, um, some, somebody or something is not doing what I think it should be doing. Right. So it's like that stupid motherfucker, this and that, and that, and you're like, Hey, how about we stop with the name calling? Let's just start there because it sets a certain tone. Right. And for me, sometimes it feels really good to get it out, but at the same time, it's not really very productive. It's not really putting my spirit. I can feel that angst, that anger in my spirit. So it's like, you need to take a step back and go actually kind of consciously think about what you're saying, what I'm saying. Uh, and that's really hard to do when you're in the moment, I got to say, but I'm getting better at it. And I do think about it. Like sometimes, um, I, I don't think I've told you this before, but I'll be, I'll be doing something and maybe we're driving and, and someone pisses me off driving or whatever. And I, I start going off in my head or in my, you know, this dumb son of a, <laughs> and I go, wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. Okay. Buddy says, I can't call you names. I'm sorry. Okay. I stop. Maybe you're trying to go to the hospital and you need to get there really fat, trying to give people that benefit of the doubt. Uh, and it's not, it's kind of hard to do. It sounds, sounds kind of goofy too, but it does work. You know, it does sound goofy, <laughs> but when, when I start calling names, if I, and, and I'm bad, used to be worse, but I'm learning not to do it. Just like you're talking about. Someone would come by and I just look at them and say, you're a fucking idiot. You know? <laughs> and w- yeah. when I start that, man, it just goes from there and goes yeah. downhill. But, you know, they have every right to drive the way they want to drive as long as they're not putting other people in danger. Yeah. As I have a right to drive the way I want to drive. Yeah. As long as I'm not putting other people in danger. So like, and the things that would aggravate me were not things that were putting people in danger. It was driving on the left side in the left lane when you should be in the right lane and you're holding up traffic. Yeah. They, they can do that. It's okay. You know I mean? I, I have no control over what they're doing, you know, and that kind of stuff used to just burn me. I would get behind yeah. them and flash my lights until they moved over, you know, yeah. that kind of well, stuff. Well, naturally you go, this fucking idiot. Like, why, why are you, who taught you how to drive? Why are you on, why do you even have a light? I mean, you can go down the whole, the whole road right? and it feels good when you're doing it. Cause you're like, getting you're, you're pumping all that fear out and that anger that's inside of you from other shit. But really it doesn't do anything productive except stir that pot up and and really um put you in that state of mind that is not healthy and and there's two approaches to those feelings we we need to feel the feeling but yet we don't need to feed the feelings Ah, it's been my approach if if i start calling names i am feeding that feeling of anger yeah but if i notice that i'm angry say ah this person's making me angry the way they're driving yeah and if i can take a moment and just to myself as third person as the observer yeah be the observer in the situation say oh i'm and then if i can move it from dual to to non-dual i'll even do something like hmm, i'm driving slow in front of me today 
<laughs> you, you know, something yeah. like that. You know, it reminds me of the in the Matrix. I remembered it from mm. the uh, the twins yeah. in the second Matrix. Yeah. We're getting aggravated, <laughs> aren't we? You know, <laughs> you know yes, we are. You know, that kind of thing, you know. Well, it's funny because what you're saying is what you're saying is we're not blocking out the this is a natural feeling to be angry yeah. to be pissed off um we're not blocking it out we're not trying to say to ourselves shane or buddy like you're you shouldn't be angry right now no i'm feeling anger but you're saying versus feeding that anger with the curse words with the calling of names with the um you know the the physical reaction of getting angry is totally separate versus just acknowledging it and that might help to curb some of that i remember the first time that i saw this i was reading i'll recommend a book um letting go the pathway to surrender david hawkins mm, okay excellent book uh, i uh i read it with some sponsees that i sit and meet with in front of zoom uh, we we i'm reading through this with a couple of different sponsees very good book What's teaching his name you how again? to do David the first what? three steps how to let go what's the author's name uh hawkins david hawkins david hawkins okay i'm gonna put it in the show notes here thanks he was talking about allowing yourself to feel anger when you are angry because i always pushed it down and when i resist the anger i give it power because when yeah. i push against what happens i get pushback right so I remember, and it was in January one year, and I started thinking about my taxes, that I had to get my taxes done. And it was going to be August, because I always file extension, so it was going to be August before I did my taxes. But I was sitting there, and I was thinking, I'm going to have to get my taxes done, and I'm going to have to negotiate with my accountant about fees, and he's going to try to, you know, and I started getting angry at him already, right? And it was going to be August before I did anything. And I said, oh, okay, this is an opportunity to do what I'm learning. I said, hmm, I am angry at, said my accountant's name. Dick. I think he's going to try to screw me. I'm, I'm going to uh, curvail uh, the cussing, the cursing, and try to <laughs> keep it as clean as I can. Yeah. I'm, he's going to try to screw me, and I'm going to have to negotiate with him on fees. I don't like that. I don't like the way that makes me feel. Huh. And I sat there for a minute with it, just sat there with the anger, allowed myself to be angry. Yeah. It's like a moment of meditation, really. Hmm. And the anger just, just flittered away. Really? I was like, normally I would be angry all day about this. Kick his take ass. it out I'm on everyone around ass, me. Bro, kick his ass at the tax thing. Start making up stories in your head about how he gives you the bill and then you grab him by his dumb little tie and just start suspending punching his face <laughs> i would i would just get all upset and be upset for the whole day and yeah. i'm like it's already gone and it had been less than 60 seconds maybe two minutes tops hmm. and i'm like yeah there's something to allowing myself to feel it without you know starting the name calling and all of the other things that yeah go with that so was that the difference then you that you allowed yourself to feel it versus going into the emotional reaction of it? You actually sat on it and I just sat there in, with it, almost like you said, meditate on it. Almost. Yeah. Uh, when I got divorced, I did the same thing. Hmm. I sat and meditated for a couple of days, uh, several hours, 
just with the fact that I, what was I feeling in this divorce? Yeah. I said, Hmm, it's making me sad. Why is it making me sad? And going into all the reasons I know my ex-wife will never hear that, never listen to this. And I started looking at the reasons, putting it into little bite-sized pieces Mm -hmm. instead of trying to process the whole thing at once, all the different things I was upset about. And come to find out, she was like eighth or ninth down the list of the things I was upset about. I thought it was all about, I was upset because I was getting divorced, but it had had very little to do with her. It had to do with, I'm going to need to sell my home because I don't need this big of a house. I'm going to need to move. And I said, I started laughing because I thought this was about her. It had nothing to do with her. It was all about me. Yeah. <laughs> all about how your life was getting what right. you're going to have to do, this and that. And it's easy to pin it on somebody or something. Yeah. And so I couldn't process that as long as I was hold, resisting feeling all of that. And yeah. then once I just let myself, and I had a good cry about it. And I had all of, you know, it was like a, a form of, uh, of grief, really. Yeah. Yeah. It took me a couple of days and it came back a little as, you know, as it went on, but, uh, I would sit with it when it would, and it would eventually leave. And it's just this idea that we can feel what's going on without having to resist those feelings. And then once we allow ourselves to feel, we can observe and we can see what's going on in our life and just let it go. Yeah. Just let it go. So I was amazed she she would be upset to know she was like eighth or ninth, literally eighth or ninth down the list. You could always write her a letter and tell her, "Hey, I just wanted to let you know." Uh, no, I'm real I don't, sorry. No, no, I'm just kidding. I, I can't do that. I'm real she, sorry. You were eighth or ninth. No, she still cooks for me every now and then, so I go oh, see her every awesome. now and then. Yeah, yeah, yeah hang yeah. out a little so bit, we, little company. Yeah, she she said that. Uh, I said you're going to be able to say that your ex husband was as nice leaving the marriage as mm. he was going into the marriage. So. That doesn't happen often. No, it does not. And it couldn't happen without the program, <laughs> yeah, you know, without good. the things I've learned in, in recovery. Yeah. Uh, I never would have sur- surrendered to begin with because I thought I had everything figured out. This is the difference. Coming into, sur- uh, into recovery, I thought I had every little thing figured out. And the longer I'm around, and I've been sober consistently for uh, 12 years, 13 in November, the longer I'm around, the less I know, the yeah. less I think I have figured out, like we were talking about. Yeah. Not having to have all the answers. Whereas before, we would fight everything. We need to know every, I'd make up a story. You know what I mean? Or at least, at least dance around the story to sound like I knew what I was talking about or like I. So knew. much pleasure in the drama. Yeah. You know, and, and I used to, I had friends I could get mad and I would just get them mad just to fight with them. You know, (laughs) it's like a sport, huh? Yeah. Just enjoy it. You know, take that. Um, let's, uh, do you mind if we go, uh, do a couple of messages? We'll do this. No, I don't mind at all, my friend, whatever, whatever. uh, We had a, uh, a question here from, from Brad too, about a sponsor I thought might be good to touch on cool um and then too i just want to say too we'll put this in the show notes if anyone's looking for a, a zoom meeting an online meeting you got the fourth dimensioners meeting um it's in the show notes it's 6 p.m pacific 9 p.m eastern uh daily and then saturdays there's a speaker so if you need a meeting that resource is always there uh, as yeah, I, well. I go to that meeting at least 
four to five nights a week. So if you show up and you see Buddy C on there, make sure and say hello. Oh, yeah, that'd be awesome. Love man. to hear from you. And you also, too, just so I don't forget, and I, in case at the end, um, you pointed out that on Transitions Daily, which is the daily AA email, if you want to get that, there's a there's a tab there called Pandemic Resources. I'll put that those uh, that link in the show notes, too, with all kinds of different uh, resources on that page to kind of help navigate through this, you know, crazy, weird ass time that we're all in right now. So, I mean, there's podcasts. Uh, you can sign up for the daily AA Transitions Daily email, uh, top 10 tools to stay sober in 2021. You got sober meditations, which is Buddy's app. Um, lots of good stuff on there. So there's there's plenty of resources provided that y'all can uh, can check out. Um, all right, let's play this uh, this kind of, this message I got this morning um, from uh, from Derek the Plumber. Let's check this out and then we'll we'll talk about it a little bit. How you doing, Shane? My name is Derek, also known as Derek the Plumber. I'm from Seattle, Washington. I'm a longtime listener. Appreciate the content. Appreciate your spirit. And I appreciate the message that you continue to share, man. Experience, strength, and hope. That's what we need. Coming back from relapse, uh, I think I got 90 days. Yeah, I do have 90 days. And, uh, you know, after multiple years of recovery, coming back from relapse is not easy. But listening to the the podcast has helped. And uh, just keep putting one foot in front of the other, man, one day at a time. Take care. Love you, Shane. Thanks, bud. Yeah. Derek the Plumber. Derek the Plumber, 90 days. Let's get a little applause there. Good stuff. Man, I thought that was awesome, though, the message. I mean, uh, just, you know, thank you, number one, um, for for reaching out. Um, and then I've talked to a couple people in, in the men's stag meetings that I've been in um, who've had some time, uh, you know, years. One, one, one guy in particular, I think, had five or six years um, and then just with everything that has happened in the last year, um, you know, slipped up and relapsed. And I think that's a pretty, um, it's a pretty more common thing right now. I mean, it's, you know, it's always happened, but right now we're seeing it a lot more just because of all the changes and different things that have happened. And, um, I just want to say to get back on and to get to 90 days after that is huge. So congrats on that and way to go. Like keep showing up, keep listening, keep going to meetings, whatever it is that, uh, that you're doing. Um, and, uh, I mean, what, what are you seeing about that buddy in meetings and people relapsing and, and having trouble getting back on the horse? Yeah, it, it's tough right now when we have to change our behavior or even our recovery behaviors had to change. Yeah. And I, and I'm reminded, you know, we, we've met on zoom and other, uh, platforms for years. Yeah. And so it was not a big deal to us to go to, uh, to, uh, for me to go to an online meeting was no big deal because I was already meeting with most of my sponsees online. Yeah, that's true. But, you know, we, we learn in recovery that we, we'll go to any length to stay sober. And Zoom is just another link, huh. you know, and there's good Zoom meetings and there's bad Zoom meetings. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's not, it's like any other meeting you go to, you know, I know I would go to different meetings and say, oh, that's a shitty meeting. I'm not going back to that one or, you know, this one's not that good. And this one's real good, you know, and then I would go to, and then, you know, go from there. I always gravitated to the, the church meetings, not because of God church, but because you're more sober people a lot of times would go to church meetings, especially before smoking, 
non-smoking church meetings were the ones I would seek out Yeah, if I was traveling. Yeah. Because I would know that my chances of getting some good sobriety there's good. You know, hanging out at the clubhouse with all the paper signers. Yeah. Probably not going to get as good a quality meeting uh, as I yeah. may now. I may need to go to that meeting so I've got some people that I can help. Yeah. Because I'd have meetings I'd go to to help people, and then I'd have other meetings I would go to uh, that had the, the more sobriety there. So I have to do the same, I think, with Zoom. We just look around. We keep going to different meetings. And, and really, it's another thing that we can surrender to. Yeah. You know, because we can say, okay, just to our higher powers, I, I just, I surrender to what meetings that, what do I need for my sobriety? I'm open. What put in front of me what I need, please. I wonder if they have smoking Zoom meetings where people just sit on the Zoom call and they smoking. just smoke. <laughs> if you want them to be, they can be. I mean, I guess you could. You wouldn't be bothering anybody because you'd be smoking sure. in your own your own way. But uh, you could have even have stinking. You know, you don't have to take a shower to go. Yeah. Your butt stinks. I had to tell my son that the other day. I'm like, bro, you need to take a shower, bro. Your butt stinks. I came out and this dude was like in his robe and no underwear on doing a handstand on the couch with his robe Gross. falling down. I'm like, dude, get your butt juice off of my couch right now, dude, and go take a shower. Dang it. Yeah. The, the, the meetings though, you never know. You don't, you could have not showered for three days and you know, Hey, you don't have to worry about that. We do have though. Speaking of that, I found out that uh, I think last month the Alano club here actually opened up. Um, so I haven't made it over there yet to, to see exactly what, if it, they're limiting it or what, but uh, you know, the zoom meetings seem, seem to be working well. Um, and I was really resistant to them at first too, because it was an yeah, easy, I, I know. easy excuse. <laughs> I nah, know. Fuck that. I'm not going, I need an in-person meeting. <laughs> Do you, uh, you want to talk about that some? Or? <laughs> not really. <laughs> no, I'm fine. Yes, of course. We can talk about anything. I'm an open book. Oh man. Well, yeah, we won't tough. go too deep, but I, I know that, uh, you were fighting all of this in the beginning. Oh yeah. Easily. Yeah. yeah. And, and my point, uh, was, Hey, uh, and you've got to maintain that spiritual connection. Never how yep. you maintain it. You've got to keep doing the things that work yep. and just do more of what's working. If someone's coming back, I would say, sit and identify the things that work for you and do more of it. Yeah, that's good. It's really that simple for some people that's reading the Bible or for other people, it would be reading some other literature. Some, it would be meetings and there's 24 hour meetings that you can find a meeting any time of the day, 24 hours a day, yeah. you can be in a meeting. Yeah. So it's not that you can't find a meeting. It's incredible. I mean, resources we never had before yeah. and some that'll continue after uh, after this pandemic's over, I know the fourth dimensioners meeting, they said it's going to continue. I turned it over to a group conscience back, uh, in May and they're going to continue yeah. after this. It's pretty awesome. And so I think it's great. We've gotten to know a whole group of people all over the country. Yeah. That, that's just incredible. It's just incredible. And, and we can have that same connection, uh, online that we had in person. So yeah. I would say just do what works for you and be open-minded and look around and just because you don't like something doesn't mean it's not going to work for you until you try it. Yeah, it's good. 
keep showing up, doing what you know. Derek, and, the- and you can go around the room, Shane. And I, it's <clears throat> interesting. Uh, before before the pandemic, I had learned to go around to each of the people in in the room and pray for them individually. Mm. During how it, you know when my mind would wander during how it works and all those things. Yeah, I would sit there and I'd go around the room and said I open my heart to the person. If it were you, I'd say I'd open my heart to Shane. I send love to Shane. Show me how I can be a service to Shane today. Mm. And I just go around the room to each of those people and we'd have 30, 40 people in that meeting. So by the time they got through all the preliminaries, I would have done that. So I've told sponsees, Hey, if you're in a meeting and your mind's wondering and you're wanting to play on your computer and instead of listen to the meeting, just start going around the room, pray Uh for each of those people. When you're making see, yourself available by doing that too, right? Yes, In order you're opening to be, your heart. It's, yeah. it's back to that first phrase, opening yourself to the Tao, opening yourself uh, up to your higher power. Yeah, that's good. That's making what you're us doing. Available. That's good. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's all of life, Shane. I think this whole program is about lowering my agenda, lowering what I think, and making myself available because I can't do both at the same time. I can't yeah. be available to love and available to be understanding and all those things and be controlling and fighting at the same time. Yeah. I haven't been able to, to do both at the same time. It's either one or the other for me. One, well, one, and one is going like against the, against the uh, flow and the other is going with the flow. I feel cause I yeah. can, even just when yeah. I hear you say the two, I can picture both and like, it's, kind of weird i i picture it i guess but one is just dark and one is is light <laughs> it's yeah weird. i want to read a quote from <clears throat> this is a couple of quotes from uh acceptance is the answer 418 to 420 mm-hmm. this is from 418 today i find it's the uh being an alcoholic is the best thing that's ever happened to me this proves i don't know what's good for me and if i don't know what's good for me then i don't know what's good or bad for you or for anyone. Mm. So I'm better off if I don't give advice, don't figure I know what's best and just accept life on life's terms as it is today, especially my own life as it actually is. Before AA, I judged myself by my intentions while the world was judging me by my actions. Mm. And there was one other one I wanted to read. This is about it. Um, uh, my, my serenity is inversely proportional to my expectations. Mm. Like if I get on the road and I'm expecting everyone to drive, like I want them to drive, my serenity is going to be out the window very quick. Yeah. Um, those are the higher high my expectations, expectations. <laughs> uh, the lower my serenity I can watch my serenity level rise when I discard my expectations. Mm. It works every time. Yeah. No and it goes on to talk about, uh, and there, there's one little, one little phrase I want to add, and this has to do with, uh, so what do I do? Am I just this, um, pushover that I just let everyone run yeah. over me? That's what I was going to ask you. Yeah. 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 Uh, acceptance is the key to my relationship with God today. I never just sit and do nothing while waiting for him to tell me what to do. Don't be a lazy ass. 
Rather, I do whatever's in front of me to be done. I'll leave the results up to him. However, it turns out that's God's will for me. I must keep my magic magnifying mind on my acceptance and off my expectations. That's good. And he says, for my serenity is directly proportional to my level of acceptance. When I remember this, I can see I've never had it so good. That's good. Yeah. You know, that's exactly, you know, and that's the whole thing that we've been really talking about the last few months is how do I accept these situations that are are truly unacceptable Mm -hmm. and out of my control or out of our control to some extent we're trying. That's the key. Yeah. That's the key is, is realizing they're out of your control and quit trying to control things. You can't control what you can. Yeah. Which is in the moment. That's, that's kind of, we, we went uh, with some friends over to their house, a couple of us to have dinner last night and we were kind of talking about things and, um, you know, like we, I finally came to the conclusion, like I only know what's, I only know what I see in front of me. Everything else is speculatory really when it, whether it's radio news, um, things you see on TV, whatever it is, I only really know my, my reality only makes a hundred percent sense when I'm doing what's in front of me, like in like that I can see because that is the actual reality. So getting caught up in this false reality of you hear this, you hear that this is going on, that's going on. That didn't happen. That did happen. Um, whether we're talking about, you know, being in recovery or outside recovery, just in the world itself, it's really easy to get caught up in that stuff. Um, but it's unhealthy to some extent, you know, and it, and it also, you, it, you can't do anything about it, you know? Well, that's what this is really talking about for me is learning how to let all those things go. Yeah. And let's say there's something we talked about. What about protesting something the government's doing that you don't like? Yeah. Is that, is that okay? I said, sure. It's okay. It's great. If you believe there's an injustice yeah. to speak up, but you can do that from a place of love again, just like we were talking mm-hmm. about with the children yeah, rather than a place of anger and fear. Yeah. Because if we can get out of that fear and a lot of times for me, I'm angry because I'm afraid Anger's a secondary mm-hmm. emotion for me. I'm never angry just because I'm angry. I'm angry for a reason every yeah. time. Sometimes a lot of times I was angry with my children when they were little because they were embarrassing me. I was all about huh. the persona. You know, I was a successful businessman and I needed to look successful all the time. Hmm. I mean, I never went anywhere, Shane, without a nice shirt. I never wore a t-shirt in public. I wouldn't know Uh -uh. in the summertime. I wore a button up shirt. You know, I wore nice looking clothes all the time, regardless. Now all I wear is (laughs) t-shirts, you know, that kind of thing. (laughs) But I mean, at the time I was really about keeping the persona up a prestigious and my kids were embarrassing me. yeah you were a prestigious gentleman it reminds me yeah, of the i had a, i was a, a businessman you know? and yeah, i had business to look man. businessmanish all the time you know be on point all the that's time it. so if your kids were embarrassing you there was fear there that somebody might see you or that you would be you would look bad or um you wouldn't i would look like a bad parent was my big one there you go oh yeah you want to look like the best dad and the best the best dad yeah was, yeah okay Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, so I found that a lot of my anger with my children was not about them at all. It's again, back to the same, it comes back to me again, like the divorce, you know? Yeah. 
selfish bastards we are yeah i can't We're believe i'm so selfish about- <laughs> what is that you know? <laughs> yeah but um, i'm just you know I'm, I'm the same and if i've got to fight i've i've got to change see where to inject love and acceptance yeah. and the fight leaves on its own anger management's just managing the anger we need to move past anger management and move to why you're angry you know that's what we talk about when we talk so okay yeah what is it that you're afraid of because mm-hmm. fear like you said fear is always the underlying factor i had a sponsor that his wife him and his wife were fussing and he said hmm she he said well what is it that you're afraid of she said what <laughs> yeah he said you're afraid of something that's why you're fussing at me let's let's just get down to it and skip all this yeah How'd that go over? Freaked her out, you know. <laughs> How do you get out of my head? Stop yeah. reading my mind. <laughs> How do you know this? Uh, uh, yeah, my wife used to say, "Quit bud zooing me, like, like Lao Tzu." <laughs> yeah, stop that! Dang it! Yeah, that's but, funny, uh, man. But you know, it is all acceptance. You know, especially when we see situations and uh, there's some grieving that goes with that. If we see our community changing in ways we don't like, yeah, there's grief in that, mm-hmm. and there's fear. Because we don't want it to change. What's next? Because that's yeah. the problem with a lot of this is where it's constantly changing and we don't want change. I don't. Yeah. I can go eat at a restaurant one time. And when I come back, I want to sit the same place I sat at the time before. <laughs> yeah. Why is that? Yeah. We're, we're creatures of habit too. Yeah. I was just looking yeah. for that. What did you tell me? Um, ah, damn it. Where is it now? You said it one day about moving there who move. Oh, there it is. That which moves, he stands on. Mm-hmm. So, and you just reminded me of that when you were talking about the change thing, like we're constantly moving and when we're stuck or, or clinging to shit that is past or um, like, for instance, and you know, this we've talked, but like where we live right now has changed a lot in the last year, year and a half, um, especially the last year. And so we still see it as this place that it once was, but it's changed. And so it's right. really hard to find some acceptance in that. Um, and we're, and we're getting there. Uh, but we still want it to be the, the town that it was, you know, when we moved into this house three years ago, you know, and it's right. just, you were not. raised there. So you saw the, yeah. you've seen the town all your life and, yep. And a lot of the ways you remember it probably are not how it really was, but to some point it was. You to know? me, yeah, from my experience. Right. I guess. From yeah. your Yeah. So and I started seeing that coming out in anger in the podcast, right? Mm-hmm. And we talk we're gonna talk about sponsorship, and this is something I could mm-hmm. give a little a little point about that. I said, hmm, Shane's getting angry. But I can't tell Shane, hey man, you're getting angry on your podcast. You need to stop that. Yeah. You know, I said, that's not for me to tell Shane. That's for Shane to figure out. Mm-hmm. I said, why don't I just encourage Shane to go to meetings, yeah. to check his spiritual fitness every day. And I bet the rest of it will take care of itself. Yep. Thank so that's you, what too. I did yeah. for months. <laughs> for mu- you dumb <laughs> son months. of a bitch. <laughs> and my friend, I Get got your angry head with out you of your ass. I just hung up on you, remember? I got angry with you one day, and I just hung up the phone. You he know? did, yeah. And I had to make an amend. I was uh, like sitting so. there like, did he just fucking hang up? He did. Oh, shit. I, did. I got mad, you know? I got mad because you weren't yeah. doing what I thought you should do. Uh, I remember that. Right? Yeah. So, uh, but I amended and cleaned it up, and, you know, we moved on. Did, but it yeah. was just uh, that same idea. And then one day you said, 
I've been angry and I've been angry on the pot. I said, really? <laughs> <laughs> well, no shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. But, uh, but you know, that's, that's how it works though. If we open ourselves up yeah, and we've got to get, do the things that cause us to open up, whatever that is for us, you know? And then so, once we start, then, then God takes care of the rest. Let, let me read this question. This comes from Brad. Brad and I talked a little bit on, uh, uh, through uh, the contact form or email. And one more time to Derek the Plumber, thanks for the message. Appreciate it. If you guys want to leave a voicemail, you can go on the website, thatsoberguy.com. There's a voicemail. Hey, and and just to reiterate, if he needs a sponsor or any support, uh, come to our Fourth Dimensioners 9 p.m. Eastern meeting. And there's a lot of guys on there all over the country mm. uh, that could be a temporary sponsor for you if you need that or some other phone numbers or guys that you can connect with. Uh, we, Try to be a little early if you can. We bump a hundred usually ten minute by ten minutes after, and yeah. then it's touch and go from there. But we can get you some. We'll give you what support our experience lends anyway. No, and, that, and that's great. And that's what that's what Brad was kind of getting at too. I think was um, he he just he had emailed back the other day. So I, hey man, I, I need I need a good sponsor. Any suggestions would be helpful. And I think that's where I'd kind of directed. Um, him is to hey there's a ton of good dudes in this fourth dimensioners meeting um but one of the things before i kind of ask you your thoughts on on a good sponsor or whatever i always remember you telling me back in the day or we had had i don't remember if it was on a podcast or just a convo we had but like what is a good sponsor like how do you find a good sponsor and one of the things i've always remembered is and you're kind of just alluding to this on my hard-headedness. You didn't tell me what to do. You made suggestions and let me get my head out of my own ass myself. But a good sponsor will share his experience with you, his or her experience with you, right? Um, they'll share what they did, what they, um, you know, what where they failed, where they where they made progress, that kind of stuff. But rarely do they tell you what you need to do or what you should do. Now, I want to kind of caveat that with I've talked to different people there's some situations where maybe somebody's new in recovery and they need to be told what to do. They need shit lined out for them. And so, you know, every situation is a little bit different, but from a general perspective, just in the program in general, that's why we say we share our experience, our strength and hope it's, we're not telling anybody what they should or shouldn't do. Right. That's 100% correct. Shane. I, I try very hard to share from my experience. Yeah. If it's something I have zero, um, experience with, I would tell someone they may can talk to someone else or I've had my sponsor before. My sponsor was really big on this. He was a consultant. Uh, he did consulting work for a living and worked on big government contracts with roofing. He's a roofing consultant. Mm. So he had an opinion on everything, every little thing he had an opinion on. But when it came to sponsorship, he left all of that out. And if he didn't have any experience with what you were talking about, I remember one day there was something that he had no experience with. I don't even recall what it was. And he said, let me talk to my sponsor about that because I've had no experience with that and see if he has, and huh. I'll get back to you. So it's really about, because for me, my higher power is in my experience. Yeah. So when I share my experience, I'm really sharing God with you. So that's where God is. God isn't in what I believe or what I think you should do. God is in my experiences. Yeah. That's so that's good. how God worked in my life. So uh, this this higher power that this God of my misunderstanding, 
<laughs> really to put it yeah. is in my experience. So I don't have to explain God. I just share my experience. Yeah. And the great thing about that is that when you sponsor someone, you don't take responsibility for their sobriety. Uh, because all you do share your light, you shine the light. Yeah. If, if they get something from that light and they can see something in them, great. If they can't, that's fine too. It's not up to you to get them sober because, uh, if they're not at a point to where they're ready to surrender, it doesn't matter how much you say you can't say the right things or how much advice you give or how eloquent you are, nor if they're ready, you can't say the wrong things either. Yeah, that's good. Huh. So if you're looking for a sponsor, how do you find one? Again, it's a great way to learn to be powerless. Rem just remind yourself and your higher power that, and this is what I would do. And I do this over situations a good bit. I'll just say, Hmm, I need a sponsor. I feel I need a sponsor. That's what others have done that, that I see half what I want. So I'm open to a sponsor today. Show me who my sponsor should be. Mm. Put my sponsor in front of me, go to what's moving yeah. in other words, and then, uh, go to meetings and ask for a temporary sponsor. So I need a sponsor and see who shows that That's can work with you, you know, and, and I would always do a temporary so that I could see if they're the right person. Yeah, because sometimes well. you, you, you think someone's the right person. They may not be. And then you can, you, it's, if it's temporary, it's temporary yeah. and it's no big deal. And then you can start connecting and start getting to know different people and, and see if it's, it's someone that'll work for you. You'll know, Yeah, you know, I, you'll know, you'll connect, you'll know. I had a couple different sponsors before you and I started working together. Um, and you know, it just, it wasn't, I wasn't ready. Good fit excuse. I mean, go down the list of stuff, why it didn't necessarily work out. The one, the one guy was a good dude. And then I, I used the excuse cause I found out he had, uh, less time sober than I did like after. And I was like, what? Well, that doesn't seem right. He can't be my sponsor. He has less time than I do. You know? So I was like, Oh no, you're not going to be my sponsor. And then, uh, and then, yeah, I got an email from Budith, uh, all the way out from Georgia one day and then yeah it was like i opened myself up to being available um and it just kind of worked itself out now um for somebody who let's say the fourth dimensioners for instance i can't remember if they do a sponsor call or not but let's just play this out real quick as a quick example and then we'll kind of move on but um if somebody was looking for a sponsor you're, they're taking your advice like hey okay i'm gonna make myself available god I'm open today. Help me find a sponsor. I show up to the meeting. Does somebody say like in there in the chat, Hey, I need a sponsor. Or do you, do you do, do they do a sponsor call? Does Scott do a sponsor call at the end? Or I can't remember. We do an offer call at the end, but we don't take up an offering. No, I'm just, uh, <laughs> what we do is we do a meeting after the meeting. Got it. Okay. And we say, they usually say, cause different people chair every night. Yeah. And we say at the end of the, during the meeting, they'll normally say, Hey, if you're looking for a temporary sponsor, stay for after the meeting and we'll talk. Perfect. And then, uh, like sometimes 30, 40 people will stay for the meeting after the meeting. Dang. Sometimes it'll last 30, 45 minutes. Yeah. And the first question we ask after the meeting is, does anyone need a temporary sponsor or need some phone numbers? Mm -hmm. And then everybody chats and talks and, uh, figure out, you know, what we have that we can help and people put their numbers in the chat yeah, that are there awesome. that you can, you know, you can get. So it, 
it works that way. So yes, everyone, you have an opportunity after the meeting. So let's say you can't get there right at 9 p.m. Eastern. I know West Coast, you know, that's six. So it may be difficult for some people. Come in the meeting late and then stay for after the meeting. And uh, that's when we do that after the meeting. Got it. Okay, perfect. So there you go. I mean, that's uh, that's kind of how it works. If you're looking for a sponsor, it's a good place to start. Uh, those notes or the that link to the meeting is on the website and show notes. Um, man, what else, man? Good, good, good chat today. We're already at an hour, which is like baffling to me. The shit flows and goes by so fast when uh, when you're getting some good convo in and stuff. But um, I, what, I know you wanted to talk about. I think we hit everything that you wanted to talk about people making me upset. How can I not get upset for people doing what I think stupid shit, you know, stuff like that, you yeah. know? Yeah. And it's, uh, first of all, quit calling it stupid shit. Second, <laughs> they have every right to do, they yeah. have as much of a right to do what you think is stupid as what you have the right to do, what you think is right. You know? Yeah. But, but wait, I'm smarter than them, buddy. I'm well, way smarter. Be, but that doesn't mean they don't have a right to be dumb either, you know, but <laughs> they, you know, there's several things that we can move in that direction. One thing that I used at first was when somebody does something that I disapprove of, mm-hmm. can I just smile? Mm. Even if I'm in the car and somebody pulls out in front of me, can I just smile at the car? Have you ever tried to smile and stay angry at the same time? It's very difficult to do. Yeah. And nobody sees me doing this shit it and eat and grin yeah. other than me yeah. right but it makes me feel better second uh they don't they didn't do that to me they would have pulled out in front of any car that was riding down the road at that moment so it's nothing personal don't take it personal like that's a yes. huge one yeah yes that's huge I think we'll title the the podcast that don't take it personal it's good and and then Thirdly, what I did at first before I was able to do any of that, I would give five people the right to be wrong. Uh, I remember okay. that. Yeah. I would, I would number them too. And it's amazing that when I would number, you know, and it's kind of, you know, they're not wrong. I mean, it's my ego saying they're wrong, but yet I'm, I'm noting it, right? Yeah. It's a noting technique. Yeah. So I'd say, hmm, number one, number two number three and when i would number it and then i'd have to go up from there of course or start over again because i'd go way past five but before long i started accepting their behavior a lot more than okay i'm going to give you a pass today you know and all i'd have to do is say your number whatever Mm. you know and then myself i may think oh there's a bunch of dumb mofos out today you know (laughs) yeah but when i would do that it would help me to move toward acceptance and lower my expectations so yeah. um in five, reality, so, they did nothing wrong so uh, allowing say, five well, say, people do what i just wanted to, i just wanted to uh reiterate that allowing five people you can start there to be wrong with you today and just allow, yeah. in, in your opinion at least right yeah yeah and it tool, works for trick. me and it did at yeah. first now i don't have to do that anymore yeah Cause I can, I can be a little more accepting of, of what they're doing. And I know, you know, I'm, I don't feel so separate. I don't feel so attacked. Well, like I, everyone's out to get me. Yeah. And I had, we worked on that for a while. I remember we, we were doing that and I was doing it for a minute and I, I haven't remembered it in months till you just brought it up. So I am going to try that tool or little trick myself for the next uh we'll just say with today we'll just start with today how about cool that? <laughs> i've got one little quick thing about that i want to tell you that yeah. really 
should resonate. Uh, it was early Sunday morning. I was headed to the clubhouse to meet with a sponsee, and I was running late. And I knew he'd be sitting there waiting on me. And I don't like being late because I don't want to disappoint people, right? Back to that people pleasing. Mm-hmm. And it's 35 mile an hour speed limit on my road. It's about four miles to get into town, but no one goes 35. Everyone goes 45 and 50, right? So you don't go yeah. 35. Okay, I run up on somebody, and they're, <clears throat> and they're going 35. And I'm just riding his tail all the way, all the way in. Yeah. So what I, uh, I turn left to go to the clubhouse and I'm just cussing the guy, you know, and all. I said, I got to get to the club. I got to meet. I'm late. Yeah. You know, all this, you know, and he turns left. He turns the way I'm turning. Then I'm fixing to turn right. He turns right. Of course. You know what's going on. Then he turns into the clubhouse in front of me. Uh-huh. it was fred <laughs> and uh his wife had just died and he was oh. looking for a meeting oh, man. yeah that's t- that's you know terrible. and i was like wow i can't i still tear up thinking about it yeah it's not very often you you put those extreme things on oh well the person's on their way here this guy was needing some yeah. relief and and i was concerned about you know yeah looking good <laughs> well i think that's that's a it's a really great story and, and lesson in that to remember i know i'll remember that now i mean that's that's something we can use well hey we you know maybe maybe that's fred in front of me maybe he's you know maybe he just lost his wife or his love you know what i mean like something like I, that. I was that's, just it was just crazy i mean i'm like gosh i'm yeah you know and i felt so bad and so i remember that now because it, it happened to me you know i remember mm. it oh yeah. i don't i don't i don't need to presuppose that my time is more important than yeah. I don't have the right to be rude to anyone anytime for any reason. Yeah. And it's so superficial in situations like that. And I'm the one that suffers Yeah, because true. I'm the one that's pushing when there's no reason to push. Yeah. Now, is it okay to call ourselves names and call ourselves stupid and uh, be mad at us? <laughs> You, you know, stupid son one, of a bitch, yeah. Raymer. That why did you? No, it's probably the same, right? We we don't we need to stray try to stray away from that kind of because either behavior. way causes us angst, whether we yeah. feel we're better than or less than, because that's mm. just pride in reverse when we beat ourselves up. Yeah, that's good. Same, that, that's what I. Concept. That's the way I interpret that. So, well, good. Now stuff, we gotta find man. love. Gotta find a way to put love into the situation. Mm. Understanding, acceptance. Yeah, and for me, it comes from just just letting go of the thing and believing things are as they should be. Uh, Certainly nothing I can change about the guy driving slow in front of me. I've actually had people driving on my behind close and it aggravate me. And I've said, Hmm, there, I sure am driving close to me today, you know, and I would send them love and try to, and, and I've actually seen people back up and get, you know, like they, they, became aware of what they're doing like i know times i've driven up on someone and not realized how close i was like oh, yeah shit, i'm close to that person i need to back off you know and so i would just say hey they're not doing that to me they're just doing that to this car that's in front of them yeah don't take it personally yeah just tells me i drive like i'm like 95 sometimes so i i think part of it is you get like uh what's the what's the word uh not distracted dry, not like distracted like looking at your phone but like spaced out a little bit you know and so you might do that you might be driving really slow i have people on my ass actually a lot <laughs> and then it's like you son man you better get off my i'm gonna break check this mother <laughs> nah not really that not really that uh 
great of a decision. But um, anyways, man, this has been fun, dude. Good, uh, good chat. I, I feel like we got, um, you know, quite a few topics uh, to kind of hit on. And I appreciate your insight and experience sharing it with others out there. Um, we got a lot of good resources out uh, in the show notes today for those listening. If you need anything, uh, buddy, what, what do you want to close with, man? Where can folks uh, find you or hit you up or find the podcast and all that good stuff? The uh, dailyaaemails.com points to the Transitions Daily page, and you can go under Pandemic Resources and see a lot of things there. Uh, check us out at the Fourth Dimensioners meeting. Say hello. Uh, that Sober Meditations app has over 400 meditations that uh, have been recorded there that, that cover all kinds of, from all the steps, nine different meditations on each step, five, ten, and 20-minute meditations. The 10 minutes have the most content, uh, and then the 20 minutes are just longer uh, versions of the 10-minute. Mm. Uh, so I'd suggest looking at some of those. I use those to work the steps with sponsees. Uh, lots of good stuff there. Lots of good podcasts on the um, uh, podcast link on the Transitions Daily page. So you can go to dailyaaemails.com and it forwards to there. So it'd be an easy way to find it, but lots of good stuff. And yeah. We're just, uh, you know, trying to just do the next right thing. Shane, the same thing that said there, you know, it's all, uh, that's what it's all about. It's letting go. And if I just keep doing the next right thing, everything else just works out. Like the, the quote we started with. Yeah. Yep. Started with it and we're, uh, we'll wrap it up with it too. Doing the next right thing, staying in the moment, um, man, I really appreciate you, dude. Thank you for all the service that you do, uh, not just for you know our our working relationship and friendship, but just everyone else out there too, man. We appreciate you. I always get so much good feedback when I be on too. So thanks again, man. I uh, hope something spoke Enjoy. to you today. Uh, share the podcast with a friend. Uh, download the Locals app or go to thatsoberguypodcast.locals.com. Join the new That Sober Guy Podcast comedi- uh, community on there. Peace, love, and respect to keep your blood clean.